0: you get 25% off your order. How can you beat that? So what are you waiting for? Get some steaks, burgers, bacon, or other meats and experience the Certified Piedmontese difference for yourself today. And now, to my guest. Hey there, Omaha. Welcome into another episode of Restaurant Hoppin'. I'm your host, Dan Hoppin', and... The weather outside might be getting a little bit colder, but I don't care. We are going to be talking about ice cream today because on the Restaurant Hoppin' Podcast, ice cream is a year-round subject, and I will happily eat ice cream any day, especially if it's being served up by today's guest. That would be Brian Compton. He is the owner of Grayley's Creamery and Confections. Brian, welcome to the show. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate it. So before we even get into this, I want to take a suggestion that was given to me by an awesome listener, Barb McClintock. Uh, She suggested that I talk about the locations of uh, my guests more often. So when people are listening, they can be like, Oh, that's where that thing is. That is great feedback. And it's something that I want to do more often. So, uh, Greeley's located in downtown Papillion, right? Um, right. Kind of in the, in the heart of Papillion, not far from Omaha, great place to get to. There we go. So Omaha has some epic ice cream shops, and I think what's cool about Omaha's ice cream scene is really every place kind of brings something unique to the table. So Coneflower is, is famous for its, car, its farm-to-cone approach and its dedication to fresh ingredients. Uh, Dairy Chef is known for its supersized soft-serve creations. Ted and Wally's is known for just having all these off-the-wall flavors and the 20% butterfat content of their ice cream. Brian, when you look at Grayley's, what do you think is kind of like the Grayley's calling card? What is it that helps it stand out in this crowded ice cream market?
1: You know, we, we take, so we look at Ted and Wally's and Coneflower, and we, we take the best of what they have. So we are also farm to fresh. Um, we make everything in-house, all of our candies, ice creams, everything. Um, before COVID, we even knew the names of the cows we got our milk from. Um, wow. so, and then we do, we have some funky flavors. Um, we are 20% butterfat or more, uh, that like Ted and Wally's, uh, unlike their clientele though, we have a lot of folks, a lot of families, uh, a lot, and not that they don't, but, um, a lot of people are wanting just the standards, you know, but the old fashioned standards. So you were talking about location earlier. We are the oldest building in Papillion. So our building was built in 1870, um, We've brought it back to Victorian style. We make our ice cream old fashioned. Um, We um, we use old fashioned flavors, so butter brickle and um, like true vanilla bean and strawberry ice creams, and those are you know they're just all old they're old fashioned. Then we also get into Victorian flavors, so we have um, flower flavors, hibiscus or Lavender, uh, honeys, uh, cucumber. I mean, just weird off the wall, but they're really old-fashioned flavors. So that's that's one of the things that stands us out. Um, also, our dedication to history. Uh, when you walk in, uh, the whole staff, we dress the part, we look the part, we smell the part. I mean, okay, so we smell, but we don't <laughs> smell. But, I mean, you smell waffle cones. When you walk in, we want you to step back into 1890. Um, and so when you come back in, it's it's like stepping into a much simpler time. So
0: it really, is. I mean, it is like, it's kind of wild when you visit Greyl's, especially for the first time, you're like, everything is normal when you're outside and then you walk inside and yeah, it feels like it's not only a different part of the world, but it's like a different time period entirely. And so many times in that response to the last question, you, you reference, you know, old time flavors history, history of the building, you know, dressing the part of, you know, being a little bit more old-fashioned. What is it about that time period or that era that you're trying to help people return to that is so attractive to you?
1: Well, uh, so, you know, oh, part of Omaha's history is the Union Pacific Railroad and just that that time, Papillion used to be a really big railroad town and um, was a stop, and so that really ties into our history and to who we are Um, but there's a simpler time and I think everybody wishes no matter what time period is everyone's looking for a nostalgic time period a time where I remember when you know Um, and so that's kind of what we want to do is you come in and uh, I remember when I was a kid we had this drink and my soda jerks can make that drink you know
0: um, just the fact that you call them soda jerks. I love that. Right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and well, we even have the old soda pools Right. Yeah. in you know, the shop. But, um, so we, we make the, the old stuff that people have forgotten. We go looking for like in Chicago, they have the green river. Well, everybody has it, but we went to Chicago to find the recipe from the place that had it, the green river originally and like, okay, what do you do differently? You know? Um, so that's, that's kind of what we do is we try to give a little bit of, um, homage to the people who actually did it we give them the credit you know we're not the ones that came up with butterbrickle the finn finn brothers did you know at the blackstone district so you know brian over at coneflower shout out to him um you know they do a great job on theirs we take it a different route we go a little more old-fashioned they're both great
0: you need to go try both of them is what i'd tell you to do so um and and that that uh homage to old old time it extends in the menu beyond the ice cream. I mean, you guys do banana splits, yep. you do malts, and looking at your website, you offer things called brown cows and black cows, which I don't even know what they are <laughs> or I didn't know before I was researching this podcast, but I think that there there is just such a there's such an attraction even before people taste your your food or your ice cream because it's just so different. And I think there there definitely is kind of that that nostalgia is such a heavy pull where you're bringing people back to a time where, you know, they were a kid. They didn't have a job. They didn't have a cell phone. They weren't working 50 hours right. a week. But it was just, it's Sunday afternoon. I get to go with my family to the ice cream shop and enjoy this. And that is such a strong emotional pull. I think it's genius. Well, thanks.
1: We we just try. I wouldn't say we're perfect at anything. Um, we try to make a really good ice cream. Anybody can. Um but uh, we just try to do our very best. We try, you know, we don't say, hey, we make the best ice cream. What we say is we're a place where fam, friends and family gather and memories are made. I mean, that's kind of our tagline. Um, and so we want families, friends, new friends, old friends, you know. Um, some of our favorite events are when people come in with their babies for the first time to have ice cream. Or when a grandparent comes in with their kids, uh, with their grandkids or great grandkids and goes, I remember when we had this drink back when I was a child or, um, you know, we have lots of engagements and photo sessions that happen at our store. Cause it's, it, it is to quote my wife. It's cute. Okay. It um, is. Let's be honest. I call it nostalgic, but it's cute.
0: Um, <laughs> it can be
1: both. Yeah, I guess so. Um, she's not a word I normally use, but, <laughs> um, so, so that's, that's what we're doing is trying to help families and friends connect. Um, kind of be a place you can come for 20 minutes, 30, 40 minutes, whatever, and just kind of hang out and make memories.
0: Mm-hmm. So, All right, now let's get into the ice cream. Got it. On your website, you describe the ice cream as super premium, all-natural, homemade ice cream that uses the freshest ingredients. Now, there are a lot of buzzwords in that sentence, but I think that they all have a purpose. They're there for a reason, and I'd love to hear it straight from you. What do all those adjectives and all those words mean, and how do they help set your ice cream apart?
1: Well, yeah, they they do have meaning. I mean, they are buzzwords, but there's a reason buzzwords are buzzwords, right? Um, Some people just throw them out, but we really mean when we say super premium, there's a definition of ice creams. Um, You know, Ted and Wally's Coneflower and um, Grayley's were... And there may be more, but, you know, we're, we strive for that super premium ice cream, which is a top-end, higher-quality butterfat. Um, so homemade, um, and they're small-batch homemade. We, you know, ever, my cooks and me even, you know, I, my hands are not in the ice cream, but I, we touch every single recipe. And um, we make our own recipes. We don't take from other people. Um, So for me to come up, like right now, I'm working on a recipe for Dr. Pepper ice cream. And um, I've been working on it for about a year. I'm not quite, if it's not perfect, it doesn't go downstairs. And um, I guess what sets us apart, um, we just try really hard. Again, we're not perfect. Um, Every batch is different. It is a small batch ice cream. And so we're not a factory. Um, You come in one day, key lime pie may be one color um, You come in a couple weeks later, if I still have key lime pie, um, and it's a different batch, uh, the guy who cooked it or made it may have done a little bit different color. Um, also, we don't use fake food colorings. We don't use chemicals. So, unfortunately, we don't do keto. We don't do uh, no sugar addeds, um, that kind of stuff, because I can't eat the chemical stuff. Um, it makes me sick, and if I can't eat it, I'm not going to serve it to anybody else. So... Um, but uh but the other guys do. So um I know I keep giving shout outs to the other two company that I you know, these other two, <laughs> and that's fine because we we really don't compete. Right. Um it's a and collaborative that's, community. Right. And and that's the cool thing about the ice cream world is we're not about tearing people down, we build people up. And um so um what else? sorry, getting back to what sets sets us apart. I mean, I look for flavors that remind you of your childhood um, peanut butter and jelly ice cream for instance is one that we worked really hard there's no gluten in it whatsoever but we want it to taste like you're eating a sandwich so it tastes like you're eating with bread and everything crust cut off uh, cut, crust cut off Thank there you. it is so we're looking for like you know that so um and uh so we're just uh yeah, we just, we try new things, we're having fun making new flavors, and, and um, my, my Oompa Loompas or my kitchen staff, they're, they're always trying to have fun at what they're doing, come up with new flavors, and, you know.
0: Okay, so, so I want to get into the creation process of these okay. new flavors, because I saw in another interview that you did that you have developed over 530 mm-hmm. ice cream recipes. 534. 534. hundred, About 100 of those, it's probably a little bit more than 100, have actually been in the Grayleys, uh display cases right. available for people to have. That's wild. I, that is so much ice cream. <laughs> so, first of all, before we even get into, like, the creation process, I guess, where do you get inspiration from? Where, where do you get these ideas? Like, people aren't just making peanut butter and jelly ice cream. Most people aren't thinking, I should make a Dr. Pepper ice cream. Where do you get these ideas?
1: Uh, you know, we do... Um, Farmer's markets, um, looking at old-fashioned cookbooks, Victorian cookbooks, um, looking at other people's – honestly, I'll go to other shops and go, that's cool. Or um, remembering things from my childhood. My kids tell me that if I don't come up with a new idea every day, then I can't go to sleep. So that's kind of where – I'm like, oh, let's try that. Uh, We – I don't know, sometimes, honestly – Dan, it's a mistake we we like we'll make peanut butter ice cream that's peanut butter and jelly came from Um uh, we made a peanut butter ice cream and I went to go get peanut butter cups and I didn't have any more peanut butter cups and we're like uh-oh what do we do hey we've got jelly let's throw grape and strawberry in let's see what happens and so we ended up with a peanut butter really? and, yeah so it was just a mistake that that became it's you know it was a godsend mistake sent. yeah oh yeah <laughs> so we have a lot of god-sent mistakes that um inspiration that comes from that so Um,
0: okay. So when you come up with an idea, uh, how, like, how do you get started? What happens in between the time where you say, I'm going to make maple bacon ice cream. That's something I want to have in the, in the display case. What happens between that moment when you make that decision and it actually being in the display case for the public to enjoy it? Yeah. See, that takes a long time. People think I just come up with the idea and we make it, but,
1: um, I usually make a small batch for my family. Um, so it's my son, my daughter, my wife, and I, um, we make a small batch, just like a court, um, maple bacon ice cream, for instance, was a candy that I had created and then was like, well, oh, what are we going to do with it now? So, um, so we make a real small batch for just the family. Then we turn it in and if it passes that, um, the staff gets to try it out. Um, then I have about 20 or 30 people that I really trust that have been tasting ice creams for a while, know what I'm looking for, um. So looking for mouthfeel and texture and, you know, is it too hard, too soft, too icy, whatever. And so they, it goes through all of that. And they, they, it's almost a scientific process, honestly, um, for them to, to quality control it. Um, and then once that is done, then we figure out, okay, how are we going to make this on a larger scale? Um, we normally do about five gallons at a time of of a flavor. Um, and then, um, and then, yeah, and then we put it out and see what the public think, um, like when we made the 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 mango raspberry habanero ice cream um it was too hot for nebraska um and so when we first came out people were crying and <laughs> you know sweating and they were like this is too hot so we had to we had to come back and and play with the recipe and that's the beauty of it. it you know we're not a factory we can go in and every single day go let's change this just a little let's make it better you know we're always striving to find what's the best way to serve this to folks so
0: what you mentioned, you've been working on the Dr Pepper one for about a year, and it sounds like you know this is a pretty thorough process that you go through to vet these ice creams. If you had to put an average on how long it takes from for the average ice cream from ideation to serving it, that's a good word. What, ideation, ideation, work. yeah. yeah. Well, what are we looking at? Like
1: it, it all. I mean, all depends. Probably going through the whole process takes maybe a month. Okay. Uh, for for a real flavor. Um, but uh, Dr. Pepper is, um, it's one of those that there's a, sugar content plays a lot into how things work. Um, and so making sure that it's not too sugary, but it's enough sugar, you know. And so um, we want to stay true to the product. And uh, if we're going to call it Dr. Pepper and use Dr. Pepper syrup, I'm probably going to get in trouble they are going to hear this and sue me. But (laughs) please don't. We love Dr. Pepper. Okay, so, um, but, uh, you know, that's just, we we don't want to change it. We want it to be true to what it's supposed to taste like. Yeah. um,
0: What, and this, you could take this question in a couple different directions if you want to, but what flavor are you most proud of? So maybe this could be, your favorite flavor you created. It could be one that, Oh man, you know, this one took a really long time, but we finally got there and it felt so good. This could be a bestseller. Like when you think of, and it could even be two or three, if you can't just narrow it down to one, but if you think of like, these are the flavors that I am just so happy that they came out well, what are they? Oh man. Um, making you sift through 534 right now. Well, it's a big yeah. Rolodex. No, I've only,
1: uh, yeah, I've got, a, I've got recipes started for 534. But okay. We, we haven't, we've only made 100 to sell to public, so. Um, but we're, or more or so. But, um, golly. Uh, you know, Ooey Gooey's a bestseller. Um, and our cream cheese ice cream that we use, uh, like, okay. So, I took the ice cream that I use for Ooey Gooey. And I made, we started selling ice cream cakes, rolls um, just for, started with a friend who wanted one. And then I was like, okay, I'll try it. And now it's turned into like this thing. And it takes like at least a week for me to get cakes made and out the door. So, um, but I had all this extra red velvet cake and I was like, oh, well, what are we going to do with this? So we ended up making a red velvet ice cream, um, which is my new favorite. Um, and, uh, that one was one of those. It was one, it was kind of like peanut butter, you know, peanut butter and jelly. What do we do with this? Hey, let's, See what happens when we put this together, and it was just magic. Um, Dr. Pepper will be one I'm proud of when when we get it when done. When it finally gets there, Um
0: yeah. Man, we need Dr. Pepper to sponsor this podcast. They're now, getting so many shout-outs. Yeah,
1: and Coneflower. Dr. Sponsor Pepper, it, Coneflower, and Ted Wallis, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, but uh, every single one of them's like a little child to me. I mean, like, we sit there, and we, we grow them up, and we make them, Sometimes we're, we're super proud of them. Sometimes it's like, eh, that didn't, that batch, something happened, you know. Um, so, gosh, I, I don't know. Um, okay. Strawberry's my favorite. So we'll go there. So strawberry, when we started strawberry ice cream, my son had braces. And um, so we double, we double filter our ice cream. So, cause he had braces and we didn't want seeds. And so, you know, but we put eight pounds of strawberries in every batch and, you know, that's, I love our strawberry ice cream. And um, so uh, that's my go-to, you know, so that's where I go.
0: But um, all right, I I need to circle back real quick, because I wanted to ask you about the gooey butter cake ice cream. (laughs) Because when I was going to come into Grayley's for the first time, I mean, you guys have, it's a rotating menu, but there are usually like 25 to 30 different flavors Mm -hmm. in the case at one time. So I'm coming in and I knew I was going to get a couple, but I like sourced social media. I was like, hey, if you've been to Greyleys? let me know. What flavor should I get? The number one that people recommended was Uyghur Butter Cake. So I was like, okay, I'm getting that. And we were out? No, okay. no, you had it. <laughs> because I still remember it. it. was absolutely delicious. And it's just like one of the things that amazes me so much about the fillings that you guys have in your ice creams is it's like you're not searching for cake. They're like big, like volleyball-sized pieces of cake in the ice cream which i absolutely love and i think that's awesome but i just i want the origin story behind ooey gooey butter cake how did this ice cream come to be
1: um so ooey gooey butter cakes are are from st louis um again you know we pick things from all over the united states we look for what's special um and uh there's this little tiny store. I can't even remember the name of it in, in the middle of St. Louis. And this little lady was had the best cakes I've ever put in my mouth, but like you get a sugar coma just from eating one piece. But, um, so we had been traveling through, tasted it. And was like, Ooh, I gotta do something with that sometime. Um, then, um, uh, and of course it goes well with the cream cheese. Cause why not? There's already cream cheese in it. So let's make a cream cheese, ice cream. So that really was where it started. Um, yes the pieces are bigger um from ben and jerry the first book i ever read about making ice cream was a ben and jerry book and they're famous
0: uh, for their chunks and they're
1: ta- and they talk about the how they fight and it's funny because my wife and i fight about this all the time is she wants a whole lot little smaller pieces and i'm like no i want every single bite to have a chunk in it and um so that's kind of where i started i was like okay we're gonna put big chunks and stuff uh and so we that's I mean, it's, it's a simple story. It's just one of those, I honestly wanted it for, I was going to put it out for three weeks, ooey gooey, butter cake. Um, and then I took it away and I got death threats. Um, <laughs> literally I got death threats oh my that gosh. if I didn't bring it back, they were going to kill me. And I'm like, I mean, I guess they were kidding, but it was like, uh, that's a little scary. Yeah. Um, Jeez. so, okay, you scare me, I'll bring back the cake. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so we, that's, that's how that one came to be. Um. We also get it for Butterbrickle. Same same threats we get for Butterbrickle and, and Mocha Almond. Uh, we get the same kind of calls that we get. I'm not ever coming back if you don't have that flavor. Oh, well, we'll bring it back as soon as we can, you know. Um, there's 500 that we want to get out there to you. And there might be one that's better than ooey gooey. But ooey gooey is great in that it goes, it pairs with anything. So if you want fruit, you know, it's like cheesecake with fruit. If you want chocolate, you can do ooey gooey with, you know, that's our homage to cheesecake, I guess. And then we sell the cakes now by themselves too. So there you go. Yeah.
0: So no offense to your wife, but I agree with you on the whole, <laughs> uh, the chunks philosophy because th- that was probably after the flavor, I think that was my number one takeaway from, from Grayley's is like, cause I remember another one that I tried was honeycomb. Right. And all of a sudden I'm biting in, I'm getting this big old piece of honeycomb and it's like, you know, when you bite into a honeycomb and you can just like feel that honey just like Ooze out of it, and I it, it was delightful. I was just like, this is such a good experience. I'm so, so happy that there are big chunks in here. And, so. and,
1: and just so you know, honeycomb is not wax. It's it's actually a candy. It's a Victorian candy called mm-hmm. honeycomb, and so that's what that's what's in it. Now it is a lot of honey taste, but that's what you're getting. So it's you're just so folks know we're not feeding you a bunch of wax to chew on. So. Oh.
0: I hope. (laughs) (laughs) If if it is, it's the most delicious wax I've ever eaten. Hopefully the only wax I've ever ever eaten. Hey listeners, so Thanksgiving is just a few weeks away and and this is the giving season. This is when everything is about food, it's about family, it's about coming together and I really can't think of a better way to come together and enjoy great food than with certified Piedmontese just the the quality, the selection of the meats that you can get from Certified Piedmontese, whether you're shopping online or you're stopping at the Mercado in Lincoln, you cannot top the selection and just the the amount of things that you can get from Certified Piedmontese, whether it's beef, whether it's pork, whether it's chicken, uh, bacon. I mean, there are so many different options. And when you use uh, my code, Hoppin, H-O-P-P-E-N, that's my last name online, you get 25% off your order. As you're gathering with your family this holiday season, make sure you do it with certified Piedmontese. And now, back to my guest. One of the other things that makes Graileys so unique is the flights. And there are flights of everything now. You can get coffee flights, and beer flights, and whiskey flights, and bacon flights, and brownie flights, everything. But not a lot of people, like are offering ice cream flights. And with a place like Grayley's, when you're offering so many flavors of ice cream, I feel like, and I felt this coming in, like there's a FOMO effect to it where I can get a flavor and be super happy with it, but I'm still going to leave the shop going, I wonder if those other two that I were considering were better. But so kind of take me behind the ideation of coming up with a flight. How did you decide this is something that we're going to offer?
1: So I'd love to say it was my idea, but it's not um flights we got the idea from ample hills in brooklyn um they've closed or changed how they do business now but um but we got a flight from them and was like oh this is awesome so um but it's the same it's the same concept you've got so many different flavors to choose from um and it's also fun like on a date night you know, you come in oh, yeah. with your girlfriend or your wife, and you're like, man, I don't have much money, but, you know, uh, I want to get ice cream. We can do this, and it's special. And um, we only do them Monday through Thursday. That's important to know. We don't do them on the weekends because the lines are so long um, that it takes a long time to, to do that. Um, and so, but you can still sample ice creams um, every day. So, um that's, that's I mean, it, it's, again, it's a simple story. It was how do we get people to try all the different flavors? So they're not just doing ooey gooey and vanilla and chocolate. Let's show them some of these other ones like cucumber. Not everybody's going to want a huge scoop of cucumber, but a little small sampling of it and like, oh, that is good, you know? Um, lavender honey, some of these others that are just different.
0: So that was exactly the first time I came, I came with my boss and he got a flight and he got like eight different flavors and one of them was Blue Moon. And he just, he, just got that one. He had no idea what the flavor was, but he was just like, "That sounds interesting. I think I'll try it." And it was his favorite one out of the whole flight. So, it's not the beer. Okay. <laughs> Although they can sponsor too if they want yeah, to, yeah. Just, but just, not
1: Blue Moon. The beer, Blue Moon, it's from Michigan and Minnesota. It's a, a flavor they serve there, um and so yeah, but it's like tastes like. I don't know. Some people say Skittles. Some people say Froot Loops. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Yeah. It's all over the board. Yeah.
0: It's kind of whatever your interpretation of Blue Moon so, is. Yeah, but I'm not going to tell you what's in it.
1: So other than fruit, it's a lot of different fruits, but I can't tell you anything else than that. So
0: Unless I threaten you, because apparently that's, how,
1: yeah, uh, that's I still, how I get you to do yeah, things. Yeah, no, I've I been threatened you. that if I tell what's in it, I get in trouble with the state of Michigan. So I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Fair so, enough. Yeah.
0: Fair enough. I don't want to anger Michigan's. <laughs> um, Last thing on the food before we get into the background of the business, and this is something that I'm super excited about. In the winter, yeah, you guys offer homemade soup and hand pies, right? Both savory and sweet ham pies, and that's coming up. So I, I just want to open it up to you. First of all, why? <laughs> like you're an ice cream shop. I, I love that you're serving soup and ham pies, but where did that idea come from? And two, just kind of like tease some taste buds, get people excited about this sure. because this is something that. I've been told that these pies are, like, worth the visit alone, even if you don't want ice cream.
1: Thanks. Um, Yeah, so when uh, we started November 1st with savory soups and pies, um, and uh, then coming up uh, the Saturday after Thanksgiving, uh, we have a big winter wonderland down in Papillion where we light the town and – you know all the all the stores get involved in the windows we decorate them like Macy's and all that kind of stuff you need to come down for that okay it's called Winter Wonderland but um so that's when we bring out our sweet pies and we have um staff walking around uh with push carts like old peddlers um and selling hot pies um and uh so it started by our first year we looked at how much I mean we'd started we actually didn't open until September so we kind of missed the summer gap um Trying to get open, but permits and all that didn't get us through, and so we so we're like, how are we going to survive the winter? What are we going to do? Let's do soups and pies, why not? Um, and uh, so we try to offer a gourmet offering for very little money, um, so that you're not just what do I have to eat? Oh, run! Not that I'm against runs of McDonald's, any of those things, but sometimes you want something where you can sit down and actually have a you know sure, a solid yeah. meal um, and something with vegetables and and whatnot. So we offer a gourmet luncheon that you can take with you if you want um and that's actually where hand pies came from was uh winter wonderland people are walking around so instead of giving slices of pies we wanted something you could carry with you and go and walk and look at the stores and the lights and everything and so came to a, a hand pie that's about the size of your face mm-hmm. and uh yeah we started with fruit flavors uh we do apple cherry chocolate pudding
0: uh peach. You know chocolate's not a fruit. It is a fruit.
1: It's tree. <laughs> it's on it
0: grows on a tree. It I, has you, seeds. I can find You're this right. Medal. This is the most genius thing I've ever heard. Yeah, Chocolate so a is a fruit. We're it is. speaking it into existence right now. There you go. Um, so
1: we did strawberry rhubarb once, uh, but I it wasn't my best pie, so it's gone back on the drawing board. Uh we're playing with the lemon cream this year. Um We've done a pineapple cheddar pie, which was phenomenal. Interesting. Uh, so those were those were the fruit ones, and then uh, the next year we started soups and pies, and, and we just kept it going to uh, keep things so we could eat. You know, in the winter I got to be able to eat too. So, um, but so we have thirteen different pies, uh, savory pies, everything from uh, we call it the triple M, but it's a meatball marinara uh, pie. Uh, we've got uh, Rubens every Wednesday. Uh, we do Reuben pies, and then the week before St. Patty's Day, it's every day of the week. Uh, we've got a fajita pie, steak fajita pie. We're working on a Guinness uh, beef stew pie. Uh, we've got chicken pot pies, chicken cordon blues. Uh, I, I don't know. we got a ton of them. Um, this week, uh, we, we created a, a ham and cheese uh, with uh, garlic and uh, basil pesto um, that we create in-house. Um, and then we make all of our crust from scratch. It's a butter crust. Um, we're a dairy, so we're going to use butter. Um, and, uh, my wife is the one that like, it's her, it's her brainchild. So shout outs to, to my wife. Um, but, uh, the crust is phenomenal and, um, yeah, so it's, and that's, that goes from, well, we started November 1st, um, and then we'll go to April 15th. So tax day, we stop. Um, with pies, or before if I sell
0: out. Um. Speaking of wives, Sarah, I know you're going to be listening to this and just know we are going and getting these <laughs> several times. <laughs> and if they're as big as our face, so we're going to have to split some. I, I don't care. I need to try like every one of those flavors that you just mentioned. They kept like getting better and better the longer the list went, which seems impossible, but I'm very excited for that now. So now, as well, if ice cream wasn't enough, people can Well, go and it.
1: Here's, here's something you can do too. So we are working diligently. We're we're close, but we're not there yet. Um, hopefully by December one, we are going to have them for take and bake. Um, so you will actually be able to come in. They'll be made up for you frozen with instructions on how to do it. You got to keep them frozen, um, until you stick them in the oven. Um, but our goal is for, you know, families looking for a quick meal, but can't get out that night or kids when they come home from school. And what do I do? Well, you could eat this, or you could have, you know, a, a healthy pie from Grayley's and, um, so that's that's kind of our goal. We're hoping by December 1 we get that finished up and we can keep up with production by then. So
0: Sweet. One more thing to look forward to. All right, so one of the things that I think makes Grayley's so special is that it just feels so homey. You know, we've talked so much about the atmosphere, but, I mean, you kind of walk in and you almost feel like you're family. It feels very familiar somehow, and I don't think that's a mistake. Right. Because I just – I see how intertwined your family is – into the shop. I mean, there are pictures of you and your family all over the website, of course, in old time garb, which is just tremendous. And even the name is a combination of your two children's names, Greg and Haley. As you started to come up with the concept of Grayley's, how important was it for you to intertwine family just into all
1: aspects of it? Well, you know, I was, I've been in lots of different jobs and traveled the world and been in places where my family i had to be away from them or didn't get to spend as much time with them Um, when we started grayley's when we bought the building and started renovating it it was okay let's do this together um which wasn't always the funnest thing in the world to do you know but uh but for me family is and, and that legacy leaving to my children is is one of the most important things i can do um you know, if you, if you go on the website and you read the story of how Grayley's got its name, um, I've been calling them Grayley since they were little kids, and uh, so it just kind of fit. Um, I always joke around and say, when I die, you all get the bills, you know. Um, so it's their store, um, and they actually, it's not Brian's store or Brian and Joanna's store. It's, um, it's our whole family. We talk about menu together. We talk about, um, they learn business they they are part of the decision making. When we look at who we're gonna donate money to, the entire family comes together um to talk about what we're going to support, how we're gonna support it. Um and I think that's important to teach my kids, you know, that um and also then as other people get involved, you know, our whole staff. We call our staff a family. We don't it's not, hey, you're a s you're an employee. I, I that's actually probably the first time I've ever used that word for our um, we hire you in, and you become part of the family. Um, so you, you go through the interview process, and the last thing we say to you when we say, do you want the job? You say, yes. We say, welcome to the family, you know. Um, we do things with the staff, again, to build family and camaraderie with everybody. Um, and, uh, yeah, so it. I had a great family. My my wife had a great family growing up, um, you know, and, and so – we want, to, we want to be that place where families come and they know that this is the place they can come and hang out and it's a safe place for them. So,
0: I love that you mentioned that part about the staff because that's something that you feel when you come into Grayley's. Even if some of your family members aren't actually working, they're, like the staff is just so warm and friendly and I was thinking about it because the times that I've come in, it, it's been young kids working, like teenagers potentially or maybe college kids but yet they're so gracious and friendly. And I'm just like, man, how do you get teenagers who are unpredictable and sometimes surly and everything to offer like this level of customer service? But I think part of it just goes into what you just said. When you treat somebody like family, yeah, they're going to feel a lot more ownership right. into that thing. And they're not going to be like, oh, this is my job. But they're going to be like, hey, this is something I want to be proud to represent, right?
1: Right. Yeah, and we we work really hard to make sure that... um I call them kids but you know that they all they get more than just paychecks you know if if um we've got uh several of ours that have gone on to college and whatnot and um helping with every, sometimes helping with finances but more than that helping you want to be a doctor okay let's introduce you this this uh loyal guest over here this is a doctor and he teaches at the university let's hook you up with them and let you ask questions oh, that's you know cool. so we're always looking for ways that um, people can connect and um, using our, our, my old contacts with other businesses and all to, to get them connected. So, um,
0: yeah. Okay. Let's go so. back to the inception of Grayley's in 2017, or maybe we can even start before then. I know when you and your family moved to Nebraska, it was not to start an no, ice cream shop no. at all. Uh, it was to plant churches. Yes. How did that plan shift so dramatically? Uh, you know, I don't think it did. Okay, so
1: we came from large churches in Texas, and, and when we came here, um, I worked for the Boy Scouts for a little while, um, and then worked for Marriott um, Hotels, and and uh, all the while starting churches, but being a church planner, you don't make money, um, and um, so we were trying to figure out, okay, what do we do to feed the family, and there were some really lean months, years, um, when we first got here, and... Um, we were we were looking at we were in Nebraska City looking to start um, start a church and uh, we were meeting with the mayor and the economic folks and, and uh, they're like so what are you going to do because pastors don't bring money to the you know to the city and how are you going to help our economy and uh, love Nebraska City by the way no no downside on this at all and uh, so God just said hey Brian open an ice cream shop so I opened my mouth and I said we're going to open an ice cream shop. And my wife went, What? So um I said, Yeah, that's what God just said to do. So we're gonna open an ice cream shop. And um they were they were all excited about it. Um would love someday to open one in Nebraska City, especially with the Apple Festival, or take our trolley down there um and and do the Apple Jack Festival. But um then uh so we didn't start there. We ended up in Glenwood, Iowa, and about uh six months later, and we're just walking downtown and With my wife's reaction, I decided I'm not going to say anything else. And uh, so six months later, we're walking downtown and beautiful little square in downtown Glenwood, Iowa. And um, she goes, that's where we're going to put the ice cream shop and pointed at a building. And I went, oh, sure. She's on board. Okay. Okay. So um, I just kept my mouth shut for about six months. God worked on her. And um, so we ended it not opening there but we helped some friends open up uh, some friends opened up a a, a sugar makery there um little cool store that's that's there another shout out maybe they'll sponsor you next one um but uh (laughs) love the sugar makery by the way
0: great place i didn't know you were connected
1: with them yeah well we've we've met a few times yeah they're, they're good folks and um fantastic so we ended up um at a friend's church um and it was also a coffee shop and he needed some help uh, and so he asked me to come on board and kind of help out and just hang out there. Um, and, uh, it was in downtown Papillion and sorry, this is a long story. No, I love long short, stories. But, this is perfect. Um,
0: I don't want the short version. Cool.
1: So we, um, we started TriPoint Coffee Shop, which was downtown Papillion and, uh, which is across the street, uh, from where we are now. And so I was working there while I was working at Marriott and saw the building across the street. And at the same time, Joanna and I both knew, we're like, that is exactly where, if he ever sells the building, we want that store. And at the time, it was D-Rocks. It was a music store. And um, so the owner would come over every once in a while from D-Rocks and get coffee from me. And he came over one day and said, hey, my wife and I are selling the building. And we're selling the business. And I said, what are you doing with the building? And he said, "Um, I don't know and i said well god wants you to sell it to me and uh he said you're right and so we shook on it and uh you know we took over took over the building and and bought it from him and and started renovating my kids did and i did and my wife did most of the work um things that we had to bring in you know the plumber and the electrician things that i can't do and you know for code and all but um but uh yeah we did all the work ourselves that we could do and um and that's that's kind of how we started, the, just the building wise, and so it was all a God thing. Um, I never in my mind would have thought I would be an ice cream. That was my very first job, and you know, most people are like their first job you don't want to ever go back to. You know, McDonald's or drugstore, wherever you are, you're like, no, I'm never going back. But it's actually full circle from where I was worked at Baskin Robbins in high school, and uh, moved all the way to back to ice cream. I I, I like working. My whole family likes working where people are happy, you know. You come into an ice cream shop, you can be angry, you can have a bad day, but you don't leave that way, you know? And um so that's that's kind of, we try to help people have a better day, you know? Um hopefully they don't leave mad or sad. But um yeah, ice cream just makes you happy and so we like being in a place where there's a lot of laughter and a lot of um a lot of energy and just yeah. So
0: so not to downplay divine intervention, because I definitely believe that God can do crazy things. He, he makes it happen. I have no doubt about that. But when you're in that meeting in Nebraska City and you blurt out ice cream shop, that wasn't just random. You, <laughs> from, well, I, maybe it was kind of random, but from, at least from what I can gather in my research, your experience making ice cream, beyond just this Baskin-Robbins job, this is something that you've done previously, right? Maybe, you know, not at restaurant scale, potentially, but you were familiar with ice cream making, Oh, yeah,
1: my, my family and I, we've been making ice cream since I was little. There you, you go, know? that's what I so Yeah, so my, my parents came up with a candy bar ice cream, you know, and um, I remember my brothers uh, and I, we would sit on the back porch. We grew up in Costa Rica, and their job was to churn the ice cream by hand, and my job was to sit on the churn you know, um, until they pushed me off and knew it was ready. That was kind of my job. Um, and my wife and I, as we travel the world, we pick up f- flavors, and we make ice cream for folks, and they, they're like, you need to sell this. And no, we just we make you makes you happy. That's all we want to do, you know. And so, um, yeah, we, we made ice cream for churches as we were pastors. It'd be ice cream socials, and we'd make ice cream for them. And you know, people would get all excited about it, but it never was one of those things that said, "Yeah, let's let's do that." Until God slapped me upside the head with the two by four. It really was <laughs> random, dude. We were trying to think. Well, I don't know what we're gonna do, and it just was there. So, but oh. your whole life had really been preparing you for that moment without you maybe even seeing it. Yeah, I, I kind of think that's the way most people's lives were. Yeah, you know, if they don't think if if you really look back, I used to. I mean, I was in. I got a degree in media. Well then God called me to the pastorate, but then they called me to go work overseas in media. So I got to be a pastor and do media, you know, and travel with bands and do all this kind of stuff that um, it all led up to, you know. Um, Everything I've learned from when I was a kid, I can see how it fits into even flavor profiles that we make for ice cream. You know, peanut butter jelly is my favorite, so why not make an ice cream that fits that, so... um, yeah, so, so I don't know, everything leads to mm-hmm. something else, and I can't
0: wait to see what's coming up next. Mm-hmm. So so we've talked so much about this just totally unique and really fun old-time atmosphere that exists inside Grayley's. So after you purchase the building, and you've said it's a very old building already, so it kind of already has some of that built in, but how do you start building that old-time atmosphere, how do you inject that life and that personality into the building? So we didn't have to do too much.
1: Okay, the floors are original, the ceilings original, the columns are original. Um, we came across pictures um, that the, the Historical Society had of the building, um, and um, we're like, oh, that's cool. But then we, as we're doing renovations and taking down the walls, we find um, parts of the wall that were made with horsehair, by the way. It was kind of cool. And uh, But the color palette that was the original wall, we took and we actually, that's the color palette in our building. You know, uh, the bar was, actually, I created that. It doesn't look it, but uh, it looks like it's old-timey. But, um, yeah, I actually made the bar and then had uh, a local um, cabinet company make the, the tops for us. Um, we, how do we make it? Look, uh, The question was, how do we kind of keep that old feel going? Um, The music, the smell, you know, uh, the greetings when you walk in. Uh, We don't junk it up with a bunch of... Some places are kind of cool. Like, I love Hollywood candy. It's got all this cool stuff around. That's not what really would have fit our vibe, you know? We keep it simple. Yeah, we keep it simple. Um, We want to be... This is a long stretch, but our goal, honestly, is to be like the Disney of Papillion. We want to be the experience, not—we want to—we talk to the staff and, and, and the family about this is a destination place. This is not a, hey, let's come for ice cream. We, we want you to come and experience um, all that downtown has to offer. So there's so many cool little businesses. We just want to be one stop on the—you sh- know, one stop as you shop. And, um, but how do we keep that whole Old Town vibe going? And uh, Papillion is really well set up for that. Um, the whole town is, um, you know, we're right next to a big city, but we're a small town. And uh, we like that vibe. Um, the businesses really strive for that, and so we all help each other out doing that. So,
0: um, Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you said earlier that you opened in September, right, for the so, first time?
1: So the, the, re- the, the retail shop, Opened September of uh, 2018. Okay. So we had been doing uh, for restaurants, we've been doing wholesale
0: um, for a year before that, so. Gotcha. Um, So the whole, or excuse me, the retail opens in 2018. What do you remember about the first day being open? Oh, my Lord. Um, We have
1: pictures of that day where, um, so when we opened the store, we thought, this is going to be small, it'll just be my family, um, just the four of us, we can handle this, um, very quickly. We had a girl that was, um, that was a friend of our family and, uh, she walked in. I said, come here, work. So, <laughs> um, and so she, she actually stayed with us for a couple of years. Um, and, uh, but yeah, we had to hire, we had to hire a full, uh, staff the next week, um, just to handle it. it the, the first day we almost sold out of ice cream and, uh, we weren't planning on that. Um, the lines were over two hours long to get in, uh, and people stayed. You know, I'm like, I was amazed because I really thought it was going to be a nice, quiet start, and nobody would – You know, we don't do a whole lot of marketing. You know, we don't do a whole lot of paid advertisements. When we advertise, we do things through the community. We help the schools. We help um, just food help, – help kids in ways we can or, or find ways to help the community. Um, that's our advertising, so um, – Yeah, so it was nothing. We we didn't expect the lines at all, Um, and so there's a picture that we have upstairs um, at the shop of the whole, all four of us just kind of were melted into the the booths and just kind of sitting there like, okay, what just happened, you know, and and it's been a ride ever since. Um, There's been slower days, but there have been days where it feels like opening day again, but we're a little better prepared. We've done our business and kind of know a little bit more about what we're doing now, so.
0: Yeah, so so how do you recover from that first day? I know you said that you hired, like, a full staff within the next week, which that alone, training and hiring a staff just sounds, in that short amount of time, yeah. sounds wild. But, like, after you just get slammed that first day and you finally, you get a chance to rest, but it's also like, okay, we can't, this isn't replicable. <laughs> we can't do this right. every day. What adjustments did you make to, to make it manageable moving forward
1: planned a lot Planned to make a lot more ice cream uh that i went to sleep for three three hours after the opening and then i got back up around one o'clock in the morning and came in and actually cooked ice cream all night long in order to get ready for the next day um and uh i don't know how it got cold fast enough because it usually takes 72 hours from the day we say let's cook this ice cream until it's ready to serve so it takes about 72 hours Um, but, uh, yeah, I had a lot of friends volunteer and come in and help. It was amazing church members that came like, Hey, can we help you? Hey, what can we do? Um, and, uh, just the community has been awesome. You know, um, we have a lot of loyal customers. Um, we we call them guests actually. We don't even call them customers. And, um, that super understanding and, and understood and just, I mean, they, they helped us get going, and then through COVID, you know, when a lot of our friends with restaurants and all were struggling, um, we were blessed, and our, our loyalty fans were just like, no, we're keeping you open. I'm like, but I want to take a break. I want to close. No, but no. <laughs> so we never closed at all during COVID. Um, wow. We, uh, we did go to online and uh, pickups, you know, for a while, um, but uh, I, was, I never had to shut down staff. Um, I never had to, to close our doors. And, uh, so it was a good thing and, and a bad thing sometimes, but you know, um, yeah. So I, I know I went off on a different question. I'm sorry, but uh, no,
0: I love tangents. Okay. Tangents are what <laughs> makes this podcast run. If we just stuck to my dumb questions, this wouldn't be a very entertaining show. Um, What is it like for you to see, you mentioned, you know, you've got very loyal guests that come in frequently, but when those first-timers come in and they are just taking in everything from the first time, from just the decor and the scenery to the flavors of the ice cream as they're testing, you know, different flavors, what is it like to see newcomers experience Grayley's for the first time? Because there's nothing like it. So,
1: I don't know, I we treat them like you're the very first time you've come to our house. So the the moment you walk in, you're welcome. But if you're like, Hey, this is my first time. My entire staff's going to go, hi, welcome to Grayley's. Let us tell you all about it. You know, um, we're just as excited as you are probably when you come in, we have people every single day who walk in and go, I never knew this was here. And, you know, we've been there almost five years now. And, uh, it's amazing. They're like, we live down the street. Didn't know you were here. I'm like, okay, I don't know how to get the word out better, but except I'm on podcast with Dan now. There you so, go. Um, hashtag, you know, hopping, food hopping, restaurant, restaurant hop- hopping. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Hashtag restaurant hopping. Um, so we honestly like, like to answer your question, we're we're just as excited when people come in for the first time as you are um, to see people's eyes light up, especially little kids um that's that's probably our favorite is little kids just coming in their eyes or get bigger than can eyes get bigger than their face it's like a cartoon almost it feels like it yeah yes. they're just like oh, you know and then their grandparents who try not to show the same excitement but they're like oh, you know
0: so um we just we just have a lot of fun with folks so there's a quote on your website that I wanted to wrap the podcast up with as we as we wind down here because I think it just sums up Grayley's so well. And I love it because you already referenced this quote without me even asking it earlier in the episode. I think it was in the first five or ten minutes. But the quote is, We're all about bringing families, bringing friends together, and making memories. That's what Grayley's really is all about. I mean... Listening to this episode, I think anyone can understand where that sentiment comes from, but I just want to give you a chance to just put a nice bow on it. What is it about that sentiment that sums up what your business is? Dramatic pause. Um,
1: you know, like like I said, anybody can make ice cream. Um, I have a lot of friends that do. Um, a lot of and and everybody's got their their thing for us it's all about it's about the memories it's about the family it's i want to be that place when the kids that are coming in now when they come in with their grandkids go i remember this store when you know that's why when you go and you you look at our wall with our family picture it's got staff from every year and we do a family photo with staff um you know we want we want, in 30 years, you come back in and know that, hey, there's mom, and or there's grandma, she worked here, there's mom, she worked here, now I get to work here. So it's a legacy um, that we can pour into other families and be a, be a stable place for them. Um, you know, the thing is, I just want to throw this one thing out, is we are not – we're in downtown Papillion, but we, we're growing. And so we're actually looking um, to start Gretna – uh, we're looking at a place just outside of Gretna, um, Springfield area, still in Papillion, but it'll be out that direction towards the interstate because um, we have plans for the future. We can't. We want to be a place where memories are made and where family and friends and family gather. So we're looking, it's a long way down the road, um, but starting a venue for weddings, for family events, a big barn. Um, but the real reason is because is I don't have enough room in my kitchen. I need... Uh, probably five times the size kitchen. Um, we have the ability to make candies, old fashioned candies, candy canes, ribbon candies, uh, Mackinac fudge, um, you know, all these different things that we've got in storage ready, but I don't have the room to do it. And, uh, so we're opening, eventually going to open another venue so that more families can come and hang out, more families can see, um, and, and make memories. And, uh, yeah, so that's that's who we are. We we just want to be that that place for for this uh, southern Omaha area, not South O, but you know the Papillion area. That yeah, this is where you go to to remember your
0: childhood. So exciting stuff to come. I love to hear it, and I love that in in that answer you probably use the word family like six or seven times. <laughs> and I want to give a shout out to a family, and that is the Millen family from our church. Uh, <laughs> Dave and Carrie and their daughters, Zoe and Lexi, they were the ones that got me into Grayly's for the first time. I would, I would see them in the hallways at church and they'd be like, Dan, you got to get to Grayly's. Dan, have you been to Grayly's yet? You got to go <laughs> try this at Grayly's. And uh, Zoe and Lexi, especially, were just so excited. And they're telling me about the waffle cones and how there's a marshmallow in the bottom to keep from dripping. I mean, they were so passionate. And that's what got me to go. And now I want to be that to other people. I I want to to tell everyone about Grayley's. I don't want there to be people walking into Grayley's and say, hey, I've never heard of this before. People, if you're listening to this, I think you can hear it in Brian's voice. This guy is passionate about what he does. He makes excellent ice cream. And even if he didn't, even if the ice cream wasn't amazing, and it is, just going to Grayley's is something special because it is The atmosphere creates more of like an event type of thing. It's not like I'm going through the drive-through at Dairy Queen. No offense to Dairy Queen. I love Dairy Queen. But this is a place that you plan to go to, and then you go enjoy it. So I just want to give that shout-out to Grayley's. Get to Downtown Papillion and experience what they've got going on there. Brian, thank you so much for taking the time and coming on the show today. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. And Omaha, as always, thanks for eating with us.